0: By Gods and Kings takes place in the world of Dunai and is based on the tabletop RPG. For more information on the tabletop RPG or for more information on the world of Dunai, please visit our website www.bygodsandkings.com. Chapter 10 The Heat of the Forge Smoke billowed high into the sky, all coming from the many lit forges within the City of Engineers. Full of brick buildings and massive smokestacks, the city of Rustos sat on the Tyrannius Bay and was a hub for artisans' goods and well-crafted weapons and armor. A massive temple to Valkys rested in the center of the city, with priests toiling away every day with the local smiths. The buildings throughout were all designed to be used as small forges, though the temple in the center was the primary one for the city. Vertriola stepped off the carriage and took her first steps on the gray, stone streets. Vibrant, red brick buildings were on both sides of the path as she entered, with craftsmen all wandering the streets. She wore an emerald green cloak over her blonde hair with the fabric going over the shoulders and down her back. She hid all of her insignias to Phalaris, even though she was in a friendly city. Several travelers of Saeria and Darien ventured into Rustos frequently, and if any of them caught sight of the high priest of Phalaris, it would pose a problem. She had to keep a low profile as she made her way to the dock. On her back was the staff that was presented to her by Phalaris, It was carved from a dense tree with his insignia inscribed on the shaft. In the center of the top was an ornate, glowing green emerald. She walked along the streets quickly, though not fast enough to bring attention to herself. She wasn't running, but walked with a sense of purpose as she made her way toward the smell of the salty bay to the east. She passed the Temple of Vulcan, looking over to see the clouds of smoke coming from various parts of the building. It painted the sky with its magnificent spires, though the smoke shrouded just how beautiful it was. Statues of the forge master lined the streets on the way up to it, but Virtualis kept her eyes away from the idols and forward toward the harbor. After several more steps, she could finally see the ocean. Large vessels kept coming in and out of the harbor with more, smaller vessels traveling up the river toward Merdul. She stood on the top of the hill that overlooked the many piers, gazing out to try and find the best one to suit her needs. Most of the vessels on this side of the continent were headed to Tirdret, Purost, or another harbor on the western half of Quor. She needed a ship that appeared to be fast, but with the threat of Xylene and his naga in the ocean, she also knew that a heavily armed ship was required. A few short moments passed, and Vitriolus was able to pinpoint the ship that met her requirements. It was at the far end of the pier, at one of the last stations, and while it wasn't the smallest or largest of ships, it appeared to be the perfect match of all she needed. She stepped down the incline and made her way toward the piers. She passed several men and women, all toiling away on the docks and on ships, making her way straight onto the piers and toward the boat. Immediately, after walking along the wooden planks for only a few feet, she noticed the captain of the vessel she required, standing around and pointing at various objects for all his crew to deal with. Virtuella approached the captain of the ship. She adjusted the green cowl over her face as she moved past the dock workers and crew, eventually reaching the large, burly man with gray hair and disheveled appearance. "'Make sure we have plenty of harpoons at the ready,' he commanded to one of his subordinates. "'Excuse me, sir. Might I have a word with you?' announced Vitrialis. The captain turned his attention toward the slender woman in the green cowl approaching him. "'What is this?' he asked rudely, looking down at the tall woman before him. Though Vertialis was tall and slender, she was a few inches shorter than the captain of the ship. He looked over his shoulder and immediately noticed the green emerald in her staff. It glowed radiantly against the rays of the sun, but tipped the captain off to whom she served." "'I'm sorry, ma'am, but I don't have any business with those who serve the god of Flora.'" Vitrialis sighed loudly in disgust as the captain tried to turn away from her. "'I'm not asking if you have any business with my god, but I need you to have business with me,' she retorted plainly. "'I need passage to Quor, and I will pay you handsomely. Can you assist?' The captain shook his head and turned away from the high priest. "'I do not ferry people, either. There are boats that will take you to Nocier who will assist you with that.'" "'Well, unfortunately, sir, I am not in Nocier. I am in Ristos,' countered Vitrialis. "'Then perhaps you should take the local ferry to Nocier, ma'am?' asked the captain sarcastically. Virtualis huffed loudly at the demeanor of the captain. She was not used to being told off, though in fairness it was her first attempt at swaying a seafaring captain to do her bidding. "'Tell me something, sir. What will it take to get me to Quor on your ship?' she asked. "'What do I need to do to get passage to the other continent?' The captain sighed loudly and turned back to face Virtualis. "'Look,' "'Unless you just so happen to be the High Priest and possess some type of power to keep this ship protected, then I won't entertain the thought of taking you to Quar,' he began, giving an opening to Virtriallis. "'And then you'd still have to pay us handsomely.' Virtriallis pulled off her cowl, revealing her stark blonde hair. She approached the captain with a devilish intent. "'Well, captain, I can attest to you that I am the High Priest of Phalaris, and I can tell you how I will pay you quite handsomely.' The captain shifted his eyes to the side. "'The High Priest is a man.' The high priest was killed by the god-touched of Phalaris, Drusilla Whisperleaf. I was the abbot of Teleraphale, and now I am the high priest, explained Vitrialis. That's untrue. A high priest is unkillable, argued the captain. And yet a god-touched was able to do it, continued Vitrialis The captain stood his ground on the pier and remained unmoved. I find that hard to believe, lady, he said in a condescending manner. He turned back to face Vitrialis, staring into her eyes as he delivered his harsh message. A high priest and a god-touched servant are both remarkably powerful. For one to kill the other would either take one of them to ambush the other, or for one of them to be completely against killing their opponent. Furthermore, the high priest wouldn't come out here and request that I take them somewhere. They'd practically demand it. Virtuolis smirked lightly. They'd practically demand it, she asked rhetorically. By what, holding your boat hostage? The captain chuckled and nodded as Virtuolis pulled her staff off of her back. The emerald glowed prominently as she pointed it at his ship, keeping her eyes locked on the captain's. The wooden planks on the boat, once brown and polished, began to sprout green sprigs of vegetation along the grooves. The captain turned to see his boat changing before his eyes, laughing at the alteration to its exterior. It's going to take more than its sprouting grass to get my attention, lass, he said patronizingly. Suddenly, two of the wooden planks on the side of the boat, one on each side, sprouted away from the hull. Splinters on each end morphed into fingers, and the wood in the center of the plank sprung elbow-like joints. What's going on? asked the captain, taken aback by the sight of his ship developing extremities. He kept his eyes on the ship, with Virtualis keeping her eyes on his, watching his reaction and enjoying every second that passed. At the front of the boat, the wood separated horizontally, creating a jaw and mouth, while above it, two eyes formed from two small windows. The jaws opened and a loud, blood curdling noise erupted from the front of the ship as Vertialis did all she could to remain composed. "'Stop, stop, I'll take you to Quor!" shouted the captain defensively. "'I'll do whatever you ask.' Vertialis chuckled. "'Oh, I don't think you'll be taking me anywhere, captain,' she said reassuringly, "'though I think I will take a ride on my new boat.' Vertialis walked away from the captain and up the gangplank of the ship, seeing the bulk of the crew standing around in fear of the high priest. She turned back to the captain, who was still standing on the pier. "'I'd advise you to come aboard, Captain. "'I'd hate for the ship to be commandeered by pirates once I've arrived in Quar,' she said brazingly. The captain's eyes lit up. He ran up the gangplank as fast as he could, motioning for the dock workers on the pier toiling away to get clear or come aboard. "'Prepare to cast off,' shouted the captain. Equally impressed and afraid of Virtualis's abilities, the captain made his way to the large wheel at the top of the ship when the boat suddenly moved away from the pier. "'I don't think there'll be a need for that, Captain,' smiled Virtualis. Beside the ship, the two arms pushed the ship forward into the tides while the jaw shifted back and forth to steer it. The captain wasn't doing anything by holding on to the wheel, except praying that the ship wouldn't jettison him mid-journey. Vertialis approached the captain and placed her hand on his shoulder. She gripped the staff with her left hand while placing her right hand on him, trying her best to comfort him. Relax, captain. I have no intentions of harming you or anyone on this ship, nor do I have any intentions of keeping this fine vessel. The captain gripped the wheel firmly still, not feeling any comfort coming from the high priest. No one will be hurt, not a soul, assured Vitrialis. The captain closed his eyes and let go of the wheel. His muscles relaxed and he suddenly felt himself at peace. Get us there safely, high priest, and I give you my word to never doubt your abilities again. Vitrialis smiled as the ship picked up speed, pushing the water to the side. I look forward to that, captain. We would like to thank everyone for listening to this podcast. More content will be coming out on a regular basis. For more on By Gods and Kings, please visit www.bygodsandkings.com or www.scribcrypt.com.